0: Well, hello
1: there. This is Keegan Connor tracy I play the Blue Fairy and Mother Superior on Once Upon a Time, and you're listening to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill, you are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. So... Ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, Once Upon a Time Podcast.com and Roney's Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome, everyone. Hello, hello.
2: I told you you should always listen to our podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes, you should.
2: I do want to thank Keegan Connor Tracy for that wonderful ID. Mm -hmm. And I will please tweet and thank her for that. Yeah. She did not have to do that. She's very busy and we're so thankful. And I know you are too that she did that. Mm -hmm. But that's not all. There will be more. We will be playing more of her recorded message on the main show. So in a couple of days, we'll release a main show, usually on the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So please listen to that because there's more information that she's sharing about projects that she's working on, and it's really great. Yeah. So this is the First Thoughts episode for the Once Upon a Time episode called The Apprentice without mm-hmm. Donald Trump, and this <laughs> is episode number 247. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash two four seven so the apprentice yes lots of stuff going on
0: it was a great episode i enjoyed it thoroughly
2: and with that let's dive in
0: okay let's do that
2: the opening shot and the opening room reminded me a lot of lost jacob had his underground area where there was looms and fires and different things mm-hmm. and it reminded me of that room Reminded me, Lost. Of,
0: reminded me of Tomb Raider, actually.
2: Okay. But,
0: <laughs> it was very video game. It was very ancient Egypt kind of a thing. Yes. You know, just had a very creepy old dungeon feel. But it was very deserty, because it was all that, you know, beigey sandstone colored
2: walls. And it also reminded me of definitely of Fantasia. Just the the mm-hmm. look of it. Okay. So that is the one thing mm-hmm. I do want to say is that there are People that are younger than us mm-hmm. that really haven't gone back. They've maybe watched Beauty and the Beast. They maybe have watched certain cartoons, but they really haven't gone back like a researcher and watched things like Fantasia. Yeah. Fantasia is definitely not something like a Snow White or a Beauty and the Beast or something like that. Right. It is a very artistic animated feature. Mm-hmm. And that's what. Walt wanted to do was combine beautiful symphonic music Mm -hmm. with incredible animation Mm -hmm. that was unhinged. There there was no story basically to it. They were interpreting these musical pieces, right? And I, I love it. It it is, it's, it's not for everybody, but I really enjoyed it because it is like listening to a piece of music at one moment with your eyes closed and then opening up and seeing what someone else sees when they hear this piece of music. Mm-hmm. And there's even a Fantasia 2.
0: They re- redid it in the 2000s, I believe. Yes. And yeah, it they had some new, new stuff. Yes. Uh, some of it was really good. Yes. I enjoyed it. But I love the original. I mean, I was so, raised on that, so...
2: So I'm not trying to go off on a tangent, but I'm going to say this. If you are watching Once Upon a Time, especially now, and you have not seen Fantasia, you must see Fantasia. Things will make sense to you, Mm -hmm. and you will see little things as we go, as we're going to talk through. They click with us but they may not click with you until you see Fantasia. Right. Yeah. So I really recommend that you do that. So let's go in. Sorcerer's Apprentice, obviously, mm-hmm. that's the, the setup of it. That's who we see. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look like Mickey Mouse yet. No. So we also see the original Zoso. We haven't seen this guy in a long time. Right. Probably since Skin Deep. I yeah, think.
0: season one. Way
2: back. Way season back. one.
0: And he did resemble Gensid, mm-hmm. the sorcerer himself, quite a bit. He well, had the, a similar the, the look. The Apprentice That's did. what I'm saying. The yeah. Apprentice. not You're right. Not
2: the dark one. Not the dark one. Right. Of course Zoso. not. Yeah. Zoso. Zoso so mm-hmm. Zoso. But yeah, Brad uh, Dorif returned Yeah, as
0: That's pretty cool. That was Zoso. a great pull. And we had no idea that was coming, too. No. So that's really no, a, that was a really good, nice little... Uh, Sneaky little sneaky thing that mm-hmm. they did, so I'm loving the sneaky things
2: so i I wrote down in my notes, who is the sorcerer, and I think that question is going to be coming more and more and more. We see the apprentice we do. we haven't seen the sorcerer, we know that he's cast this enchantment mm-hmm. that only can be opened by someone with basically a pure in heart that's I got an exact well, quote of what it is, but it's right, so.
0: It, Someone who turns
2: aside when they, they face, face their
0: inner dark inner one. darkness,
2: they turn aside, right? Instead of falling into it, right? So. Right. All right. It is yes, no one has succumbed. No one who has succumbed to the darkness in their heart can ever break this enchantment. Mm-hmm. What I love is once the apprentice, the sorcerer's apprentice, realized the dark one, and he said, "Many dark ones have tried." You're right. not the first one. Yeah, you're not the first. And, and perhaps I don't know, there have been many, 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 but he said, Now be gone. And so yeah. once once the newest dark one Zoso had tried to break this enchantment and lost, he the apprentice felt powerful and said, Now be gone. Right. And he disappeared. Right. And so it was just it was very interesting. And we did see the walking broom in the logo <clears throat> the logo section mm. for the episode. Mm-hmm. And again, that's Fantasia. Right. And so we see another connection, though. Hook is playing darts, and he hits that center sp- perfect spot. Right. The last time we saw anyone playing darts was... Sheriff Graham. Sheriff Graham. Way back, back in, in the day. One. And again, right. there was some love there. And uh, with Graham, there was a kiss and sure. some flashes of who his fairy tale a lot Character of was. parallels
0: in mm-hmm. this episode, by the way. Yeah. A lot of them.
2: Even the leather jacket. Not the exact leather jacket, but again, it was a, I, I think it was kind of a tip of a hat and a homage.
0: Well, yeah, there were a lot of nods in this episode mm-hmm. to a bunch of things, and we'll bring those up. Right. But specifically, uh, I see the huge parallel between the dark ones or the, the only one who can access the hat. Is the one who has faced their inner darkness and has turned away from it, and how that's paralleling what's happening with Hook. Right. Hook won't pass the test.
2: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Unfortunately. But and it is a kind of, in. in my, I see there's a comparison, a mirror. We're seeing exactly what's going on It's the, you know, the night and, night and day difference between Anna and Hook.
2: The subtitle I would give this episode is is love and life is messy. It's not perfect. Even a happy ending really isn't a happy ending. There's there's it's messy. There's there's all kinds of different things going on.
0: Absolutely.
2: So Hook faced probably his biggest fear is dating in the 2000s. <laughs> you know, 2015. Well,
0: cuz did they really date back then?
2: 14 I, I was I was jumping ahead a year. Wow.
0: Yeah, no. Let's let's stay in this one. Let's okay. finish this one out here. But, but he year.
2: is old fashioned, and he
0: precisely. And they didn't go on dates back in the day, right? You know, when he was dealing with stuff. Right. He's three hundred years old, man. Yeah, yeah. But he still has his youthful pallor.
2: Right. <laughs> so he, anyway, he was kind of wrestling with that. So Emma asked him out. Yeah. Which kind of like Sadie. Hawkins forever, right? Right. And he said, "Well, okay, I'll I will accept your request and whatever, but I will plan the date. Yeah, I it's that on was the me. condition, right?
0: I'll do it, but only if I get to plan it.
2: And again, condition and accept. It was very piratey, very That's piratey, and all. Well, yeah, yeah, it,
0: yeah, piratey and very contract dealish.
2: So Emma noticed the puddle underneath the car. Oh yeah. So she knew that. The Snow Queen was around somewhere.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Her car, because she looked around and nothing else was in a puddle, so she knew hers was something special was going on with her.
2: So then we have our first hook and gold encounter. Mm Hmm. He said, "I want you to reattach my hand." Yep. And Gold tried to tell him that the other the hand represented his old life. Right, And we've seen this a trillion times. It's just like Fantasy Island. People want what they don't have. Mm -hmm. And there's always that downside of, I just want this woman, this money, this thing, this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want this. And there's always that dark side of, wait a minute. I think you need to to be happy where you're at. Well, you need to think of
0: the consequences because everything has a consequence.
2: Or... A, every magic has a price. The consequences right. seem Right. Same right. Thing so sure.
0: Hook does reattach his hand. And yes. that's when he starts after that, is when he explains, oh, and by the way, your hand is basically going to have control over you in a sense. You know, watch that it doesn't get in control. And I loved unbelievably heart stopping. Ugh, I love, 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 love Hook. Colin O'Donoghue was just. Beyond gorgeous, and that just heart stopping smile, that just dashing piratey thing that he gave Hook or Rumple when he said, Ah, you're just yanking my chain. And he says, Nope, don't say I didn't warn you.
2: I have never seen the movie Idle Hands, but Kathy tweeted that out, and it, I, I seem to remember something about that. So, hmm. anyhow, Interesting. Something about a hand having control and power once you okay. reconnect, and All that right. kind of thing. So we will continue. Yes. Now the Hook said, Unlike me, you haven't changed a bit, crocodile. And he's been using that term more and more lately to gold. Because he was trying to kind of assimilate into town, but now he's kind of going back to the old days of I'm Hook, you're the crocodile, I'm But what's prompted
0: that? What prompted that? He realized that Rumpel lied to bell yeah, right and i think that hook has come to appreciate bell and i think that he because he loves emma so much and understands what it means to you know treat a woman properly i think he is really frustrated with rumple because he's he it's eating at him that he's lying to her right and so i think that's what's kind of driving everything and that's what's driving the relationship he needs Rumpel for stuff but he doesn't like that he needs him because he doesn't like how Rumpel is treating Belle
2: well and I think the old
0: hook would have been okay with it true but not him right because Killian is Killian yes and right. he's awesome
2: yes and I also think that we're seeing a lot of people with this struggle and I wrote later on the hand struggle and yeah. We've seen Regina struggle with being good. Mm-hmm. We've seen Rumple struggle with being good. I think we've seen Snow struggle with being bad and being good. I think all of the characters have had this, even Belle with Regina. Yeah. You know, do, do I stay mad? Do I let it go? Everyone struggles with these, this.
0: Well, I think that's real life because when somebody does something that you either don't approve of or has done something to hurt you or maybe both, it's really hard to have to deal with that person on a regular basis. And I think everybody has somebody like that in their life at some point in time or another. Somebody does something to you, somebody hurts you, somebody does something you don't approve of and you struggle with being nice to that person or being anywhere near that person, and you may not have a choice. If you're really fortunate, you don't have to be around them. And so right. you can kind of you know, close that off. But but if you have to be around that person like Hook does, it's, it's a tough thing.
2: Well, this is interesting, and let's bring it back and then we'll move on, is that Hook is kind of looking to gold as a model because Hook doesn't have a father around. Hook doesn't have any type of... Kind of community or group or whatever, but he's really trying to be a good boyfriend or a love of Emma. Mm-hmm. And so when he looks at Gold and Gold is lying yeah. and doing all the things perhaps Hook used to do, yeah, he's calling him on it. Yeah, that's saying you, you better straighten up. And whenever anyone really turns over a new leaf, they start to look at other people under this kind of it's not it's not judgmental but it's just i'm trying to be better but you're not and and you need to you need to be like me and so it's it's that whole thing
0: well if you think about it I, and this is a very true saying and i'm probably going to mess it up so i'll kind of paraphrase it as best i can but essentially the thing you dislike in another person is frequently the thing you hate most about yourself mm. Yeah. And it, if you subconsciously, if you consciously think about it, if you find something about somebody that you just don't like about them, chances are good it's actually a trait in yourself that you recognize that you don't like about yourself either. And it's really tough to get past that. And I think that maybe what's going on is that Hook, who is struggling with trying to be the good boyfriend, trying to be mm-hmm. the good you know person that he is for Emma's sake, but for his own too, he sees the trait in, in Rumple. The lying, the, right. the, the deceiving, the p- very piratey thing, and he hates it. Mm. And it's, it's, it's eating at him.
2: One more thing, and we'll move on, is I remember the conversation that Hook had with Charming. Basically, how do I date? Well, right. Can you give me some tips and help and all that? And so it was kind of funny. In, in an opposite way, in another way, Hook was doing the same thing. Was kind of saying, you you need you need to be better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were having that same type yeah, of conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the census records. Wow, that's huge. Well, yeah, they have these books of they took a census between the first curse and the second curse and
0: that's and the amazing. third one. Wow. Technically, but Man. here's my question: Who's taking the census?
2: Probably Miss Ginger. She's in everybody's business.
0: The dwarves, I think, actually were a part of it. Possibly Honestly, because I, I think I remember David saying, "Find out who all's here. Make a list of everybody who's yeah, here." If I yeah. remember correctly. Oh, very good. So, but you know, yeah, that's going to be a huge thing. Well, not that huge because there can't be that many people in the town.
2: No, but okay. Now, now we're talking about something that everyone was having deja vu's about Emma's first date with yep. Hook. Yep. If you didn't have any type of flashbacks, and I hope you did, to your first date or a first date or something like that, the mom's making a big deal out of it. Oh, you look so wonderful and all. Or the father's getting ready. I'm going to talk to that boy. We're (laughs) going to get some things straightened out here. I knew a guy. I knew a a father. One of my friends uh, when I grew up had a knife over the door. <laughs> a, a huge Bowie knife over uh-huh. the door, and obviously you couldn't see it until you left to leave. Right. And so when he was d- d- dating one of his daughters, they turned to look at the door, and he would, you know, kind of elbow him and point, probably, and say, "Hey, hey."
0: Just so you know. <laughs> so.
2: Well, I'll yeah. tell
0: you real quick. We, of course, don't have any children, but my sister does, and my niece uh, had her first boyfriend, yeah. and I pulled him aside, and I told him, I said, "Don't even think." About doing anything inappropriate with my my niece. Because she's my only niece. I don't have kids. She is important to me. And if you think her dad and brothers are scary, just remember this. I have no trouble going back to prison.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. He was
0: a little nervous. I, yeah. He was a little nervous.
2: Well, there's social media and all that. Anyway. <laughs> so... So
0: but it, was, no. it was really cute to see the you know the typical very stereotypical yes. parents and first date thing and Emma looked amazing that dress was mm-hmm. holy cow I love that dress I was like oh, I want that dress I would not fill it out as well as she does, but bottom line is, it was it was very sweet. She, I mean, it was very fifties. Um, she had her hair back in a little ponytail. It just reminded me, and he was wearing a leather jacket. It was very nineteen fifties. Yeah. yeah, mom took out the Polaroid, and that was like a raise big, of
2: hands, it. listeners. Raise of hands. Raise your hand if you remember what a Polaroid picture or a Polaroid camera is. They
0: have them now. Really? Yeah, they're not very popular, of course,
2: yeah. but. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I remember those days and it did take me back to, yeah. you know, when I went out when I was a teenager.
2: Like, oh, this is a bad one. And my mom. And you have to shake it. And, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so she, Emma didn't even really kind of click with he was Captain hand until...
0: Until mom pointed until it out.
2: Until mom said, uh, Emma, Hello. Hello.
0: Yeah, that so, was pretty funny. And yeah. I and the whole the whole repartee between Hook and Charming, it was very funny, very amusing, very typical dad and and you know, date kind of thing and Hook being all suave and debonair and you know, Mr. Piratey, piratey dude. I love the fact and she said it multiple times throughout the episode. I really need to get my own place.
2: Right. Well <laughs> and and actually it was like the 50s like you're saying with the uh-huh. leather jacket and all very that. Very much so. And yeah, leather jacket reminded well, me of Graham. the I'm
0: dress, saying. I mean, you know, it was a very sweet dress. It was very typical of what girls would wear in the 1950s. I'm tell- It just reminded me of a very 1950s scene. So.
2: And dad wanted to drive. Oh, yeah. So, again, it was more <laughs> of that type of thing I remember. It was like before very old kids fashioned. have the car, oh, no, no, dad will take you. Right. He'll wait outside. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, he certainly will absolutely so, all right so and then we hear elsa mention, yeah you should have seen me when Kristoff came to date anna <laughs> that was the first time i ever made anyone sweat yeah. so it was really funny elsa is really they all are but yeah. elsa is really kind of growing into the fabric of this show yeah yeah and it's is. really it's fun it's fun to watch that. Anna and Rumple. Wow, oh, that was great. Dude. Oh my gosh, that
0: dude, deja vu again. By the way, right? She makes a deal with him. Mm-hmm. He knows all about her, right? Which I'm at least glad he admitted that he knew her. Who he knew he knew who she was? He didn't pretend. He didn't lie to her face right then well, and there.
2: But he lied. before. Oh, he absolutely did. He so, absolutely did. Yeah.
0: But he uh, he pulls out the contract, and I'm thinking, oh, Cinderella, just mm-hmm. like Cinderella. Mm-hmm.
2: And I noticed definitely. We'll talk more about Star Wars and stuff as we go on, but I noticed it. It was he said at the foot of the mountain. There's an old man. Mm-hmm. At, at foot of the dark mountains.
0: There's a grizzly. And it was very. Was
2: it was very uh, Tolkien. Uh-huh, to me, yeah, yeah. The dark mountains. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't very
0: Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was it wasn't
2: very funny. Yeah, it's just. Interesting, and put this potion in the tea.
0: Actually, I'm kind of surprised he didn't say Bald Mountain,
2: right? Which yeah, would have yeah. been a nice mm-hmm. little
0: nod to Fantasia as well, because Chernabog, right? And uh, not on, on Bald Mountain. Mountain. Yep. So again, watch Fantasia if you don't know what we're talking watch
2: about. Watch Fantasia. Watch Fantasmic, the show. Mm-hmm. If you got YouTube. You can watch it. Yep. There's all kinds of really cool little nods to Fantasia, and if you've never seen it. Promise me you will. Come on. Scout's honor. Promise mm-hmm. me. You've got to watch that movie. It's yep. really, yep. it's really really great. Okay, so we will keep she, going.
0: Yeah, she's supposed to put a potion yes. in his tea. And when she asks what's it going to do to him, he says, no, no, that's not you. part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You just need to do it, and then I'll tell you about your parents.
2: So she makes a deal to get the information on why her parents visited Rumple. That's yeah. a that's a big that's a big deal to well, make. Well, so.
0: exactly, and especially if you don't know what's going to happen with you know putting a potion in somebody's tea. Yes, and I love the fact that he described him as eating little children for what, breakfast. What
2: did that remind you of?
0: It reminded me very much of when he said to Bell, he wants her to skin the children' ding, ding, ding. pelts. Back. In, that's it. Yeah. See yep. season one. There were a lot of nods to we season are, one. We are a, a
2: we yeah. are a pair. We are a pair because that's exactly what I wrote. Yep. All right. On a double cross. Well, she's too yeah. good.
0: She, well, she is, but we're not there yet because yeah. she goes to the apprentice's cottage. That's what I mean. That's, okay. that's what I'm talking and, about. And she immediately sees him and she is overcome with, you know, he's not a grisly old man. And right. he's going to offer her tea and biscuits. She knows right then and there that she can't do the poison. She can't put something because she feared it was poison.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she couldn't do that.
0: No, she's too nice.
2: But again, but that's
0: not a bad thing,
2: right? But again, Rumple saw that saw that car coming a mile oh, away. Absolutely, he knew exactly.
0: Absolutely, so, yeah.
2: So, see her or not, he knew her. Right. He knew about so, her. So,
0: instead of pouring it in the tea, she pours it in the fire. Right. Which we'll learn later was probably not the best thing, but point is, right. she did what she thought was the right thing. And she's a you know very sweet young girl. That's
2: and that's another nice. theme of this show is choices. Right. Right choice, wrong choice. Right. She made the right choice, but it was the wrong choice. And we'll talk more about that. Right. You know,
0: she made the wrong choice for the right reason.
2: Especially Stilskin oh, loves yeah. to make the right thing the wrong thing and the wrong oh, thing the right thing. Because he's a master at that. Oh, very good. So, we, we're on our date. Yes. Now, let's talk about where they filmed this date at.
0: They filmed this at the Tapenade Bistro, which is not too far. It's kind of one street behind the main street there in uh, Steveson. Right. We had dinner there with some very wonderful we people. We did. We had a great conversation. Yep. It was a fun, absolutely wonderful dinner.
2: I remember we'll the bar section. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Never, and we sat forget.
0: at the table just to the left of where they were sitting. That was our dinner table. It was literally the table right next to where they were I sitting. I think
2: it was two together, but it was in the right. It right. was there. It was, yeah, but, yeah.
0: but it, again, it was to the left of, mm-hmm. you know, where they were sitting and um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was great and really good food. Yep. Absolutely. Really good food. So if you ever get up there, um, you know, It's a little fancier than some places, but it was really good food.
2: Absolutely. All right. And so Hook leaned over and said, I came here to show you a good time because Emma was starting to worry and different things. And he said, I'm just I'm here to show you a good time. Let's 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 just kind of have a good time.
0: Yes. Now, before you go any further. The opening scene as we come into the restaurant was a nod to another Disney movie. Do you know what that was?
2: You mentioned it, I will let you mention it now.
0: It was Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. the two people eating spaghetti, yes. just like Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. They threw in all kinds of movies, re, mo- you know, movie homages and nods tonight, especially with Fantasia, but now Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. And uh, which again, 1950s. So that's kind of a fun little. Connection. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but Lady of the Tramp, 15. Yes. Yeah.
2: So the Knave shows up at the restaurant yep. there drinking in, in the bar. bar. And I distinctly remember walking by that bar. Yep. And there was the Knave.
0: <laughs> there he was.
2: And he he actually walked the wrong way because the door to get out is actually the other direction behind the bar. But he walked, obviously for the show, toward the table where Emma and Hook are and bumped into him and then that darn hand. Yep. The choices we make. Right. He wanted to be... He wanted to have both hands. He wanted to be more perfect. And he felt the Hook was, you know, not... Well, you know what it
0: was? I think he he wanted to... He craved what we all do, which is the ability to feel things. And fit in. Right, right. And fit in. Right. And to be perfect on a first date. We all put our best foot forward on our first date. Sure. We all dress our best. Mm -hmm. We all, you know... Well, some of us do. I didn't actually on our first date. I, anyway. dressed, I dressed comfortable because we were going to Disneyland. Not, I overdressed, not, but that but was... that's okay. But see, but you know. again, that highlights the point of what we're trying to say. We all put our best foot forward mm-hmm. and we're trying to impress someone. Yep. And uh, not to say that I wasn't trying to impress you. I was being logical. But point is, he, he was start, trying to do this and he, he, he craved human touch. Yes. And he wanted to be able to touch her with mm-hmm. his hand and not the hook. Yes, you know the hook has to get in the way,
2: right? But but the thing the thing is to me, Emma, I would say loved him, even oh, with the hook. She
1: doesn't and so, care,
2: and so that really goes to the core of kind of what we're talking about is we all feel like we have to be different to get someone to love us or to like us or to whatever. And I think there's part of People love and like us for what's inside and and not yeah. whether we have two hands or Hook or whatever. Right. You know, there, 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 there's something more to it. And he unfortunately didn't believe that. He, he didn't believe that she actually loved him for more than yeah. just having two hands. So that's a whole yeah, that's long a, different oh, discussion. Yeah. That, could,
0: that could take us off right. another chance. Anyhow. But anyway, so what happens? Will spills the wine on her and Hook flies into a mini rage. Yep. And she calms him down, and he totally realizes, oh my gosh, Rumpel may have been right about this hand. Mm -hmm. So,
2: and as. and, And
0: at this point, I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Whale's arm was reattached. He didn't behave differently. Right. So, but then Hook would not have known that. But then I'm thinking. Or is it that Rumble cursed the hand before he put it back on him? You know what I mean. Gave yeah. you know, made the hand do things that Hook would not normally do. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. To emphasize that it was his past life. I I was convinced that he might have put some sort of little bee- juju on right.
2: it. I love the fact that Emma almost ran out that door. I guess he was going for a back door that, that, he, that would, that's what he did. He went at the back door, but the yeah, front maybe. door is the other direction. Yeah. Anyway, she got up, ran
0: about two steps, a two
2: steps, and then said, nope, nope. We got an ice wall around the town. I'm going to find him. I'm just not going to worry about it right now. And right. she says, I'm not going to do it. And she sat down. She says, OK, it's the first time
0: but- she didn't put her sheriffing in front of her personal life, which was kind of a good, nice little growth step for her.
2: I I would have loved to seen how far she would have ran in high heel shoes. I would imagine well, she was wearing she's high done heel it before.
0: shoes. Yeah, I'm sure so, she has and she's done it before. That's right,
2: she did in the pilot. <laughs> so I love the little next small scene where Henry and Regina were in her little crypt vault crypt, mm-hmm. and you know Henry finally said, you know, is it that Robin Hood still loves you? you know what's wrong with you isn't it a good thing shouldn't you be happy
0: well yeah i love the fact that he she start they're, they're cataloging these yeah. you know potions because they're both trying to find something that will help marion mhm i mean henry knows she wants to be happy and he could have just said you know mom just don't even worry about this but i i like the fact that he's a good kid and he he wants her to be happy but he knows that she needs to do this and he's helping her out and so, he just basically says, "Look, I'm not an idiot. Robin still loves you. Mm-hmm. Well, how, who told you that? Nobody, because otherwise, true love's kiss would have worked. Yeah. So clearly, he's still in love with you. So what? What are we gonna do? What can we do? Is there anything you can do?" And she's like, "I, I, I don't know. I, I, this is such powerful, powerful magic, magic yeah. you know. And and." That's when she, and he said, let's just, we got to keep moving forward with the book. Yeah. We got to find the author because if Rumpel has his happy ending, he just married Belle. He must know. But that comes later actually, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Anyway. So, where, where was I? Oh yeah, oh. Emma is wearing Hook's jacket Yep. when they got home, which is very old fashioned.
0: Oh, very much so. Well, I'm feeling,
2: I'm feeling a chill. Oh, Here, wear my jacket.
0: They walked home. Right. Because he doesn't have a car. They walked to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking. Or unless she drove. But if he was really the one in charge, then they would have probably walked. Because, again, I can't wait to see him drive. That's going to be pretty awesome. But anyway, I wrote down here. She gave his new jacket back, which, again, he changed into new, more modern clothes. Which we failed to mention earlier. But he -hmm. did that because he figured, you know... I'm here now. I might as well try to look. The I part. think he did mention something
2: about. He that. did. Yeah. He did
0: when she, he came to the yeah. door because yeah. she said you look amazing, and or you looked really good. And he because he was like you're gorgeous. Or anyway, they complimented he each other. Stunning. Yeah, yeah, and she complimented him on mm-hmm. his you know more modern clothes. So anyway, um, sh- I wrote down. She gave his new jacket back, which was very typical of a date from the 1950s. Right. It's very very mm-hmm. 1950s.
2: I put very old-fashioned, but yeah, fifties. Yeah, yep.
0: I mean, I'm. I, I, I had that happen to me, you know, back mm-hmm. in the eighties as well. But again, times have changed a lot. True. At least as far as I can recall, I've dated for many years now. So, I mean, yeah. you and I go on dates, not the same thing.
2: Right. Text me when you get home. Yeah. Yeah. So the parents were waiting up and wanted to hear all about it, and I love that. Charming said, wait, 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 I can speak for one of us. I would rather not hear all about it. <laughs> did, did he kiss you? I, I, listen, that's the one thing I didn't want to hear. That's the one thing hear. I don't, don't want to know about. So,
0: it was very cute. I mean, yeah. it was very, very adorable. And then she goes, I'm, I really need to get my own place. And she goes to her room, quote, unquote, and they start talking. She goes, I can still hear you. That was
2: one of my more favorite scenes. That was, yeah, it was great.
0: Hilarious. It was adorable.
2: And... He said, okay, hook and the struggle with the hand. They, he had a little. He had the little we're, str-
0: we're talking about the hook and the nave at the library. Right, right. Because the, the nave, why is he breaking? The, that was the thing that I, I'm like, okay, that was a really intense beat down. Right. Really intense beat down. And was that McCutcheon whiskey in his hand? Absolutely was it question. was. It, we found out later it was for yeah. sure. Which is a lost reference for those mm-hmm. who don't know. Yep. Um, then I ask, you know, what's going to happen with Hook's hand now that he now that he pulled this crap? And what's in the library? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. We'll find out later. Right. But at that point, I was like, what is in the library that he could possibly want to steal? And then I'm thinking, is there some sort of magical amulet or something like that that we don't know about?
2: If, if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, we talked way back in season one that maybe... Regina boarded up that library because people would read these stories and remember. Mm, mm-hmm. And I, we'll reconnect with Nave in this book at the end, but I think that's what was happening. Maybe is that's the way that he can feel connected to his other life. Yeah, maybe. And the other series. So. Yeah,
0: that's a very real possibility.
2: But, um, but just just to str- we kind of talked about it as... We, we already talked about it. But anyway, he, he had a little scuffle with the knave outside the library. And he said, if anyone hears about this, you're a dead man.
0: Yeah, that and was very, yeah, yeah. again, super intense. That was really, really intense.
2: And it reminds me of all these different struggles that people have. Well, you yeah. know, Regina and her struggle when she was trying to stop using magic. Yeah. You know, she yeah. went to Archie that one time and sat out. She said, I, basically, I started using quote-unquote magic again yeah I, I, you know and she was confessing to him trying to mm-hmm. get it under control mm-hmm. and so the same thing with with the uh, hook and this whole hand thing it's like basically the hand made me do it i mean who's gonna buy that right right and right. so
0: and by the way the at that point in time what i did think about didn't write it down but what i did think about was frankenstein The fact that Frankenstein's parts made him kind of who he was, so to speak. And, you know, we've heard stories of, you know, characters or people and stories getting other people's parts and doing things they would normally never do. And it's because that other person that they got the part from would have done that. Right, Um, And so that's that kind of like tied in again with Dr. Whale. That just made me think of Dr. Whale.
2: So... I guess we've come to peace with old Doctor Whale. We well, Doctor Frank and Still Whale. not, yeah. All right, so Anna lied to Rumple, but I she but I lied. wrote down. I said, but maybe Rumple is lying too.
0: Well, yeah. Because I, initially,
2: I didn't I didn't think that he was telling the truth about the whole. Well, he drank poison yesterday. Well, yeah, and that was the antidote. Yeah, which reminded me of uh, Indiana Jones and in last on the Temple of Doom with mm. the whole antidote thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. He knew she was lying to him, and he played it off, mm-hmm. which, again, Robert, so brilliant at playing that craziness of Rumple. He just, he's, yeah, uh, sheer perfection.
2: Absolutely. He's a fantastic, excellent actor, and tonight, just just the scenes, he's great at anything, but, but especially Anna and his scenes. Oh, yeah. So great. So amazing. I want to go way back to the beginning, and I wrote down this Last Crusade, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade guard. That's what the apprentice reminded me of hmm. when he was guarding the little box, bucket, whatever it is that was protecting the hat. Right. When he pulled out the sword and he really couldn't wield it too well, he was really old. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of that guard. Oh,
0: you're talking about the... the crusader right who was protecting the holy grail right. from yes temp- from last crusade oh absolutely that yeah. was fantastic yeah. so here here are the things i wrote down in this scene with anna and rumple because mm-hmm. i was like okay he most likely lied to her about the apprentice saying that he you know you know was poisoned and blah 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 but when he and when he showed her that i was like okay so is that still the truth or is he mm. making that up because i'm thinking to myself why was he poisoned why did it take a day to kill him and who did it why couldn't rumple fix it himself but then i realize he's the dark one and so he wouldn't have trusted him so he couldn't have gone and given if if, if rumple was telling the truth that he had been in fact poisoned the previous day right first of all poison taking a full day kind of i mean in some cases i could see where that might happen but yeah, I struggle with that whole thing. But then I'm thinking, why didn't he just fix it? You know, and and again, it's we we find out later exactly why. But then when he showed the thing where he turned him into a mouse, right? Total huge nod to Fantasia. Yep. Turning the apprentice into a mouse, right? Because in Fantasia, the sorcerer's apprentice is Mickey Mouse. Yep.
2: That's true.
0: That was a that was a fantastic little. Uh, thing
2: absolutely and what i love is this whole test thing yeah it was never about him it was all about you right and it goes back to that theme we've already talked about tonight it was, it's all about choices right what are you going to do when you are facing this are you going to make the right choice or the wrong choice and again this whole episode there's many moments where it's like is the right thing the wrong thing? I'm kind of, it I'm, was, I it don't was little, know. It was hard is, to tell. It was right. really
0: hard to tell. So they do go to check. Anna runs immediately to go check on the apprentice, mm-hmm. thinking, oh my gosh, is he a mouse? Really? We've got to you know, fix this. And, you know, Rumple basically cons her into facing her inner dark side.
2: Which reminded me of the tree cave in The Empire Strikes Back. There's all these different things with Yoda and Luke and kind of warning about all this. But definitely the Emperor and Anakin, this whole twisting around and and it it comes to a crescendo when she faces her dark side, pulls Mm -hmm. the sword right in his heart. Oh, yeah. And he says, do it, which is exactly what the Emperor told uh, Anakin to do to kill Dooku. He said, do it. Yeah. And then he, you know... The same type of thing. So I mean, it was it's all interweaved in there. But,
0: Dooku or Mace Windu? Uh,
2: when Anakin was fighting Dooku, he said, "Do it," and he cut his.
0: Oh, I thought the hell. Emperor. I didn't remember the Emperor being there. But anyway.
2: Yeah, anyway. All right. So then. Oh, I know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah.
2: And uh, but she could not do it.
0: She couldn't. She absolutely couldn't because she's she's almost too good. There's no they're really it was it was interesting for her to get to that point where she was so ready to do it. And you could see she wanted Mm -hmm. to she wanted to do it. She didn't fully understand what was going on, which, again, of course, he wasn't going to reveal reveal that to her anyway. But she clearly did not want to face that. She did not want to go down that path. She's a very happy, sunny, you know, happy-go-lucky person. She doesn't have much of a dark side, although apparently she has just a little, just a little teeny tiny itty-bitty one. Everybody does. You can't be all good. You just can't.
2: It. It reminds me because they talked about using love as a weapon. Oh yeah. So.
0: And by and- the way, that also rang very true with. He, him putting Emma on the map, so to speak. Because remember? Right. She's the product of true love. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she is the weapon against Regina's curse.
2: But I didn't see love as a weapon. I saw... Him manipulating what people would do for love sure. as a weapon. Sure. Now that sure. now that I can but, go along But it's her,
0: but it, in in this case though he really was manipulating her love for her sister. Mm-hmm. Not so much what she would do for her sister because she loves her. It's her love for her sister that he played upon. He played upon that 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 emotion.
2: Right and yeah. That's, so yep.
0: He's the master manipulator.
2: So Hook now realizes that Gold was telling the truth about the whole hand deal. And so he says, take it off. You yeah. know, Get it's rid like of it. it's like Fantasy Island has a part two of the show. It's like, no, no, no. I don't <laughs> want this now. I wanted it now. I don't want it. Right. And he said, I tr- I tried to tell you. I tried to explain. And he called it a cursed hand. But I don't think uh, anyway, I don't know if the hand itself was cursed no, because in the so. end, that's really what Gold is saying. Is it? He said that you were that all the time. You were always a pirate, but then hand gave you permission, right, to act that old way. And you know, there, there's a lot of people that leave things behind, like drinking or drugs or something, well- or a person <laughs> or people. And, and they get away from that and they say, I'm a new person. It's, I've changed my life. Mm-hmm. But if you do take a step back, sometimes you fall back into that. Sure. And it's almost like it's these persons or this beer or this thing, or that's what made me do it. And it's, it's like, well, maybe it was me all along, Well, it's that so.
0: whole thing of uh, being hypnotized. Right. Being hypnotized, you allow yourself to succumb to the power of suggestion, which is what Rumpel did with Hook, telling yeah. him that his hand was, you know, very possibly going to, you know, be a part of his old life. That represents his old life, and it's gonna. You need to be careful what happens with that. I think that that was the power of suggestion, and Hook allowed himself to cave into that. And part part of it that I think is because he's been a pirate for so long, and he's been a good guy for such a short period of time now that it's really easy to lapse back into that. Mm
2: -hmm. And he, Hook uttered that famous phrase that's been uttered uttered a thousand times on this show, Mm -hmm. I'll do whatever it takes. And it also reminded me of Anakin when he, when he proclaimed uh, loyalty to the emperor, he said, I'll do whatever you ask. And it's that same kind of You know, when when you're at the end of your rope, it's like, I'll do whatever you you tell me to do. I I want to take care of this, whatever. So,
0: yeah, I I didn't go there with it only because that to me was a slightly different situation. But I I mean, I know what you're saying, but it was very much a mirroring of what Anna had said to Rumpel before. Right. And of course, Rumpel being the deliciously evil character that he tends to be. I love when they say that. Right. (laughs) That's very much like I love it when a plan comes together from Mm -hmm. the A-team. Yeah.
2: So and so Gold said we have work to do and yeah. and work work they did. I love when Damon Lindelof gets on our little radio station yep. and does a little will yep. a weather report. Yep. Hopefully he'll call in our, our voicemail line and do a weather report. But anyway, yeah. he was yeah. he was on the radio up there in Storybrooke so
0: And then Emma starts sliding around on the ice.
2: Yes, and then we see another God's eye view which is a la Hitchcock yes. overhead. Yeah. of uh emma running around and uh then she disappears again the snow queen so
0: what is that all about man yeah what is that all about and then in bell calls mm-hmm. and she's like oh not now and then it's no you need to get over here real quick and voila we see later right what she went over there to see
2: so we did but
0: we did see in the in the you know Bell's side of the conversation that it's the knave and he's beaten to a pulp on the floor of the library with a bottle of McCutcheon whiskey next to him.
2: Yep. And I I love Bell's outfit and, then, and the skirt and the shoes. And I love the fact that she was using an old school cell phone or, or phone with an antenna on it.
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. So. And that's funny. I totally didn't notice that. I was more focused on the poor little knave who was, you know, knocked out with his little poor little eye, bruised black eye. Yeah. And then then we panned to Hook lying on the bench at the docks, Yeah, which I thought originally the, was uh, Pajos, the right. really good fish and chips, by the way, really good fish and chips.
2: That, that spot on the pier was right next to red the episode red-handed yeah, and yeah, they
0: filmed a bunch of things there. Right,
2: but that's where David's near where David's uh uh truck was there. Right, right. Anyway, but yeah, Pajos was across the way. It's down the down it's there.
0: down the yeah. the ramp. But um Hook's hand was bloody. Right. So you know he's the one who did it. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is he almost acted like he. But actually, you know what it was? Is I was thinking to myself, what did he go back and beat him, beat him to a pulp after that? No, what really ended up happening was that the knave went around to the side door of the of the library and broke in, or he broke mm-hmm. in the front door after Hook left. Yeah, because the window was smashed.
2: So we see the walking broomstick. Yep, another
0: nod to Fantasia,
2: and also it's another item that guides you somewhere to someone. Yeah, locator. A a locator again. Yeah, we we've seen that already this season. Yeah, and we've seen it before. The Jefferson's hat with a potion from gold, and we've seen the snow that goes through the air, and all this, and so now we see a walking broomstick. Yeah, uh, to go find the. The original apprentice that lives in Storybrooke, so. Yep. All right, and it.
0: Now we're at On and Rumple, Right. And he's explaining to her, uh, he has the box, he's pulled it out of the dungeon, yeah. and he's upstairs in the house, and he's explaining to her that her parents did, in fact, come to try to find a way to take away Elsa's magic, because they were terrified of her.
2: And so she enlists the power of the mouse.
0: Well, but before that, she asks Rumple. She says, did they find what they were looking for? And he says, no, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it. Not until now. Now that I've got this box. Mm-hmm. Now I would, be, I would be able to do that. And he explains the hat and, you know, the box. And then it, what it is going to do is it's going to make him unstoppable. Right. Which... Because of the limitations of the dagger, which he didn't explain to her. But the limitation of the dagger is he must do whoever, wh- whatever someone that is controlling the dagger or holds the dagger is telling him to do. So he's, he, that's his limitation. He didn't want that. He wanted to retain his power because he knew that to give up his power, he would have to be killed. Right. Number two, he wanted to retain the power, but he also wanted to have no limitations.
2: What did that hat remind you of? It reminded me of the whole Peter Pan... All magic and all that. Remember that? That was the the whole Henry oh, thing, yeah. and the uh, that whole kind of story part. That's what it reminded me of. Huh. All magic. He wanted the power of all magic. Or whatever. Actually, you know Sorry. what? It reminded
0: me of a lot. <laughs> Phenomenal cosmic powers. Mm-hmm. the living space. Reminded yep. me of the genie from Aladdin because he wanted to be all powerful genie. And that is kind of a similar thing. What we've got going on here is Rumpel wants to be the most powerful being. Unstoppable. That's dangerous. Unstoppable. Anna gets the mouse. Basically, the mouse bites Rumpel's hand. Mm -hmm. He drops the dagger, and she picks it up and tells him not to come any further. And that's when she realizes that she can command him because she has the Dark One dagger. Yep. So... She basically tells him, "I want you to send me and this back to back to my home, and you can't hurt me, and you can't hurt my sister." And poor Kristoff is just well, out of luck. Uh, he's out of luck. He and Sven are out of luck. He must send them home. So he goes, "Okay, are you ready?" And then he sends her away, and poof, and then he's got the dagger, and he's mad, mm-hmm. mad, 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 because he got outwitted by her.
2: All right. So Emma called the knave a village idiot, <laughs> but we do find that he was reading the book.
0: Well, he had the book, yeah, and he specifically had the page with the Red Queen on it.
2: I got it. I told you, Red Queen. I think's coming. And so he wanted to remember his yeah, life. But you
0: skipped an awful lot of stuff because I
2: already talked about the whole permission thing before.
0: You skipped a lot of stuff. It's okay. Anyway, they go to Rump Hook and Rumple, go to the apprentice's house, and Rumple puts him in the hat. Yes. He basically puts him in the hat and he becomes like a star in that galaxy. So he was pulling all the magic, right? Cuz that was what it had to do. Is he had to collect all the magic and put it in the hat. So that tells me that that hat is almost more yeah. more scary than Pandora's box because that hat contain if it contains all the magic All those little tiny stars in that represent magic. That's kind of crazy. It's a lot of power. And then the whole Anna and Kristoff scene was very cute. It was a very adorable exchange. But now she's kind of in a bit of a pickle because she doesn't know what to tell Elsa. Because Elsa's worst fears are actually the truth. That her parents were trying to get rid of her magic. Now, that is if, in fact, Rumpel can be believed because, again, he admitted to Anna. He lied to her. So, that may not even have been the real mission at all. They may have been there for some other thing. We don't know yet. I still think that the note in the bottle that the Queen sent overboard before their ship was lost is going to tell us everything we need to know. And it'll be interesting to see who has that note. Right. Okay, then we have Hook and Rumple. That whole exchange between the two of them, wow. You want to talk about intense? It was so intense, the music was a single like cello note just mm-hmm. sustained throughout the whole entire exchange. It was pretty intense. And uh his hand was not cursed. Right. It was just permission to be his old self. So we I know we talked about that earlier, but we didn't he didn't find that out until we got to this point. Mm-hmm. And then he's mad, but he knows there's nothing he can do. Right? So Rumple has him over a barrel. So he's he's pretty much at at his mercy, which means that Rumple got Hook to do his dirty work for him yet again. Right. Well, he's he manipulated him. He's mm-hmm. very good at that, and I think that's why you know that whole they're they're back to mortal enemies again. And the worst part is is that Hook knows he can't go to Bell because all that's going to happen is then Rumple is going to show the tape.
2: That he this, erased himself from.
0: Exactly, that he erased himself from, which is terrible. So that'll make it look like Hook is the one. But again, anybody who knows anything about anything is going to understand that Hook could not possibly have done that on his own, that he would have had to have had Rumpel's help with that.
2: And that, I mean, if if that's what happens, it, it reminds me of the whole Catherine deal and when Emma had to put all that, pieces together sure. who did what and sure. who killed who and right. who cut the heart, cut the heart out and all that right, kind of stuff. Right, exactly.
0: So. And then, then we get to the nave in jail. And that's where we had, you know, he had every opportunity to out hook. Yeah. He could have said something to Emma and he didn't. And so then she starts asking him about the whole book thing. What's this? And, you know, the whole, does you know, this is important? Nope doesn't mean anything which is a big fat lie right so the name is really good about lying as well though he tends to be more honest but he's hiding this for some reason because and i want to know what's he hiding how did he get back here why is he separated from anastasia because they need to be together i need her to come she needs to be here she needs to be in starbrook if they're listening to the show, Eddie and Adam and the writers, please, please, please.
2: I think they already are. Can
0: we get her so. here? Because that's awesome. Okay. Then we have David telling us, revealing to us, the name of the Ice Queen. Dun-da-da-da! Da, da. Sarah Fisher.
2: Yeah. I I don't have any any response to that. I don't it's either. just a name. I don't know.
0: I don't either. But... It may mean something because you know Fisher ty- typically does. So there's got to be something going on with this. Wonder if it's. Wonder if because she's Ice Queen. Wonder if she's related somehow to like Neptune or King of the Sea, Fisher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she didn't come with any of the curses. So how the heck did she get to Storybrooke? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. We don't know. So we'll hopefully see you soon. And then we get to Henry and Regina, right? Mm-hmm. Henry wants to focus on the book's author because he figures out that Rumpel may – and then he figures out that Rumpel may know the author because that's when he started talking about the fact that Rumpel just got married and his ending is happy. So wait a second. He's a villain in the, in the book.
2: But That's true. I think we're going to find – I think Belle's going to break down and say, I'm not really happy though. It's your happy uh, ending. It's not mine.
0: Maybe you know, we'll, know. See. we'll see. We'll see how that works itself out, and then we have the final scene, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Henry going undercover, going to Grandpa Rumple.
2: Yeah, and that's been mentioned before. I think a couple of people have mentioned that they thought that Henry would be the apprentice and that kind of thing. And that's looks like that's one of the one of them, so.
0: which will be interesting because. Now that Henry is volunteering to work for him, three days a week, after school for a few hours, not allowed to touch anything, not don't allowed go to in go in the back, back room. Don't touch
2: anything, just without permission. Just right, right.
0: and what am I supposed to do? Start by sweeping up, which, by the way, right. is exactly how Mickey Mouse yeah. was told to sweep up. And that's true. That's when he kind of decided to get the book out and the the spell book and try to control things and make things easier for himself so we'll see if henry i love that henry used the whole sob story of you know now that my dad's gone you know unless you don't want me to hang around i'm like wow henry's got a little bit of the manipulation factor in him doesn't he a little bit yeah i mean i know it's for a good reason because he's trying to help his mom out but it's an interesting thing and it does bring up a good question since rumple called him his apprentice does that mean that Rumpel's going to teach him magic?
2: Well, it, we will see. I mean, I think a lot of people have thought that for a long time, that Henry should be have magic. So.
0: Well, technically he should because right. he comes from it. Mm-hmm. So he definitely would have the ability. He just needs to learn how to use it. Now, what will be interesting is, is that going to ultimately be Rumpel's
2: undoing? Right. Oh no. Well, I think we played that out before about I think the we undoing did. and all that. I absolutely that, but, think we did too. Yeah. However, mm-hmm.
0: doesn't mean that it won't, you know, come back to bite rumple in the butt somewhere down the line. Just saying.
2: Yes. I I enjoyed this episode. I think they're really unraveling this well. It's messy. We've already kind of talked about that. I think there's gonna be some people that enjoy certain uh certain relationships that aren't happy, but that's kind of life the, you, you enjoy the good times, but the bad times kind of come as well.
0: We well, you, you, you so, take the good, you take the bad, right. take them both. And there you have facts of life.
2: Okay. Wow.
0: But, but what I do want to say is for those who are, who are, who have been unhappy about the fact that it's all frozen, 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 frozen. This episode had definite frozen elements to it, but it had a, awful lot of Fantasia and other stories. So they're mixing it up really well. They're not, you know, it's not they're not saturating so much that you can't, you know, get beyond it. I mean, they're pulling in a lot of the elements of the movie. Don't get me wrong. They're doing that. But I like that they're also interspersing other things into it. And they're interspersing pop culture and and real life. That's what you love the show. They're interspersing real life into these fairy tales.
2: Yes. And if you know of any Disney fans, they should be watching Once Upon a Time. And so this might be a good time to say, "Hey, have you ever watched Once Upon a Time, you Disney fan you?" And they go, "No, I no." You should. Yeah. And Jeff Roney says you should. <laughs> and you should watch the apprentice episode specifically. Because as they watch it, they'll go, oh, wow, oh, wow. I know Al Kessel, for example. I know he was, like, jumping in his chair, probably. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Lady in the Tramp. And, oh, my gosh, look, it's the hat. And, oh, my gosh, yeah, it's the yeah, broom. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's that. Al Kessel's from the Tales from the Mouse House podcast. So you should check that out. Listen to it. But lots of Disney tonight, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And as we bring this one in for a landing, I do want to say that this podcast, we offer it for free, but it takes a lot of money and we have plans to kind of make some changes and good changes and put things in a better place so it's faster for you and all this and that takes money. So we're going to start mentioning mentioning it now and then that we have a support little click, little box on the front of the um, website that you can click on. You can support us by we have a donation button and we also have an Amazon link so if you shop at Amazon we appreciate that if you use our link it's once upon a time podcast.com slash store you can type that in use it as a favorite and go there when you shop on Amazon we get a small percentage and you get whatever you want or you can go to the support little link on our website and donate you can donate one time or monthly we need your help we really appreciate that mm-hmm. okay I send big love out to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us. However you found us, we really appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your enemies that you still get along with, tell anyone. (laughs) We can really use more listeners. That's that's why we sit down and we do this twice a week. And the dog lady sleeps sometimes. (laughs) So that's it. I want to send big love out to everybody. Big love is so big that you can't keep it all. So take the love that you need, pass on. The rest to somebody else. They need it too. So take care, guys. This is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. See you later. And now I always search for the... There, I found it. Okay. Take care, guys. We will be talking at you soon. Bye. See Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657-333-067. Two six. until next time spread a little big love around Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me the voice of Steve you can check out my podcast the voice of Steve podcast free on iTunes say hi at facebook.com slash voice of Steve or see what I'm doing over on Twitter at the VOS show check out everything I do from the podcast to voiceovers I even have a blog Sometimes at the Hope to see you around and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.